Mark, would you give us the intro, please? This week on Wrestlers with Experience. Episode 47. We are going to give you the top 10 worst WrestleMania matches in our opinion. We gave you our top 10. We gave you our honorable mentions. We're going to give you our top 10 worst and we're going to give you our top two dishonorable mentions, as I like to call it. These are the matches that make you want to. I just want to play a special song for someone. I think they deserve it. They're well honored. I don't play music much, but I just want to send an insult. Okay. Whenever you're ready to play yourself, lady. Just to put it out there. Sometimes you got to play a little bit of slow music to remind people where you're staying at. Sometimes life leads you to roads that you won't believe. This is one of the greatest videos you'll ever see. You know, Tony Braxton is a great person. But this is a wrestling show. Anyway, not to fuck the game up. You! Oh, my God. Not to fuck God. the game up. Damn. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Now does the face seem familiar? Woo! Anyway, so moving forward, we're talking about our top 10 worst wrestling, worst wrestling main event matches at WrestleMania, worst wrestling matches at WrestleMania history. And, and, and we're not putting no respect on their names. I got Mark a little charged up just now. We're not putting no, no, no respect, no respect on their goddamn names. Um, These matches are just our personal opinions. If you don't like what we said, go fuck yourself. Facts, niggas. Mark, I want you to start off. All right. I, I, and I want three honorable mentions from this because sometimes you want, two is not enough. You want three dishonorable mentions. This, yes, three dishonorable three mentions. Three dishonorable no, mentions. No, no. Uh, let's not say dishonorable. Honorable because they earned their way to these positions in life. <laughs> okay. In okay. these positions that okay. we're putting them in. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, let's get started. I'm starting backwards here. Yeah, from 10 all the way down. Number 10. Hercules Hernandez versus the Ultimate Warrior. Waste of fucking time. I forgot I even took place. Okay. That's how that's how bad it was. Granted, Hercules carried this match with the Warrior. It just it, it just was stupid. You had two muscle-bound motherfuckers inside the ring. One worker, one guy who can work, and one guy who can't. And a fucking tug of war with a dog chain. It made no damn sense. This was also kind of like a, 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 a who's powerful, who's stronger, who's more jacked than who. Because these guys were larger than life. But again, it was a waste of time. It was Warrior's first appearance on the big stage. And I believe it was Hercules's. Um, was it Hercules? I think oh, it, his I second. Think it, I think it was his second. You sure he didn't do three WrestleManias? Um, he he's a weird have. name that yeah, but it's like out. you know what it is like you. I don't he see Hercules' none. name on any damn card except for this one. You know, I swear to God, he did at least two or three. I'm like, I don't recall him being on WrestleMania three. I don't recall him being at WrestleMania four. You know, and if he did, I mean, well, I don't actually, think he made it uh, past four. Actually, yeah, well, actually, he did after, afterwards when he had his babyface runs. But as his two heel runs. Uh, Anyway. It was horrible. That's your number 10. That's my number 10. All right. <sighs> I could have saved, I could have put these in order 
to be my two and three and one, but I'm going to keep it I just think, as yeah, Even me, I, with the, when, it, when it came to top greatest, I had to. But when it comes to top worst, it doesn't matter. Eddie Blanity's can take number one. All right, bet. Here we go. Hogan versus Andre, WrestleMania 4. Okay. Why? As a person who has seen every Andre Hogan match from Mid-South to New Japan Pro Wrestling mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. the AWA to Worldwide Wrestling Federation, all of those matches was better than this piece of shit in this tournament. It was a waste of fucking time. That's right. That match was part of the tournament. Exactly. They were the only two to get a buy in a buy round in the tournament because they were the former champions. Um, again, booking Ho- error. Hogan was on his way out to film No Holds Barred, and Andre was winding down. I personally believe that this was yeah, this filler. This is when Hogan is making decisions yeah, in his life. This is yeah. this is when this match was this match was filler. It had no need to be on this fucking tournament, but I'm glad that the finish went the way that it did. It went to a double DQ, mm. but it was a waste of fucking time. You know, I, that match completely. I remember now that you say, I remember the match taking place, but it's just one of those matches that you don't think about because it has no fucking value. No, it don't. Mm, man, what's coming in at number eight? Savage versus Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania five. The Mega Powers explode. I would never thought you would put that on there. The reason why I say that this is my this is my number eight is because I was rooting for the Macho Man to win. Oh, so it's not about wrestling because the match was a good it match. It was a good match, but it's just that I just was really hoping that on this one particular case, the hill gets the win. Let let Macho Man get the fucking win and then have him drop the title. Yeah, but think about WWE on a Saturday night's main at event. That time. Yeah, you know Hulk got to win. You know Hulk got to pose. Hulk gotta go take a shit. Hulk gotta go. But Vince's Hulk. idea, we talked about this off camera about something. Vince's idea was mainly about keeping the baby face on top and keeping the fans happy. Right, and that's right, totally right. understandable. Now but a hill will walk out with the title with right. no problem. I personally think that this would have been a great moment of history if Macho Man would have gotten that elusive win and pinfall over Hulk Hogan. But this is why this is my number eight. Okay, okay. Um, Number seven, Hulk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, you told me about this, and it was more Hogan's fault. And so I think this is when we get the point of Hogan career, when he's phoning it in. Exactly. And I think he's just doing it. Yeah, I'm the last match. Yeah, I'm for the title. Like Mm -hmm. you said, pose, flint. Yeah. Pose, flex, pose, flex, leg drop. Now, in this particular case, we're talking about someone who, in a way, with somewhat of some equal notoriety, you couldn't get no bigger than Sergeant Slaughter. As he long, was he was number as far as like wrestling goes, he was number two after Hulk Hogan. You know what you know what character I think can generate that as much heat as Slaughter? Who? You keep this you know, don't say no names, General Akbar. Keep going. Okay. So with um people will learn what that is exactly later on. So <laughs> Slaughter most recognized as the as the as the spokesperson for GI Joe, the Marine who turned heel and became a sympathizer for the Iraqi 
movement. Which I thought was great years later when you think about it because they are capitalizing Off on of what real was time. happening in exactly. the real world. And there's a lot when you look at the behind the scenes how they had to protect his wife because people mm-hmm. was going crazy. Exactly. It was so much to it that it was it was just it was it was great until the match happened. What's the name of that that comedian Jess Ness or whatever the hell her name is? Just the mess who confused uh Yeah, that confused Sikhs and Muslims, right? Right. This kind of heat that she put on herself is just a small grain of sand to what Sergeant Slaughter right. was, was. Well, you know doing what she has? She has a thumb. social justice warrior and millennial heat on her. And this she, man generated worldwide heat. Exactly, exactly. Slaughter was the fucking man. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what he did, but yeah. at this time, mm-hmm. it sure as hell did. Now, granted, one of the things they were looking to do was burn an American flag, but they wouldn't do that on television, which was great. However, the closest thing they got to it. Was burning a Hulk Hogan T-shirt. Can I, t- can I ever tell you an idea I wanted to do one time? What's up? When I was in talks with those guys, and I always had an idea that we go to Atlanta, Georgia, and we um we put a cross up there with a, like a mechanical version of Cain, like the way Undertaker used to sacrifice people mm-hmm. and sacrifice Cain, a, a mechanical, like a, a dub version of Cain, a dummy, right? Live on TV. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, poetic justice. Savannah, Georgia. Imagine a cross burning with Kane on it. Did you wash your hands after that cross burning? Nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. But you but, know, they did a lot of that. But you know, just in general, just um, I'm thinking, I, I always think in the fact of, of heat. How do you yeah. create more heat with an audience? And I think for the few, not to cut you off, just people listening for heat to work in the future mm-hmm. it has to go beyond the wrestling ring now right now they're gonna have to introduce real live real world elements mm-hmm. and he almost did it with fucking ronda and what you call it with and, the twitter and, Becky thing. and all the stuff right right but you keep know going but again but like you said i think the slaughter phenomenal but hogan botched it by phoning it in right you know what i mean and then it's like even like the the, the post-match interview was dumb as hell which led into all this boot camp match and all this stuff and everything, all these gimmicks that Slaughter does, Hogan was getting over on all those matches all the way up right. until the, the the blow off, which should have been blown off, which was the uh, the match made in hell between him, Warrior, um, Sheik, and Slaughter. Let me ask you a question. Even though this wasn't their booking, we just talked about that ten, about 10 minutes, five minutes ago. Imagine if they, just imagine if they would have let Slaughter pin Hogan. Do you know how many... And just wait it to SummerSlam and with have, this. Yeah. Do you know how? Because this was WrestleMania Seven, right? Yeah. WrestleMania what if you 7. let What if you let um, Sergeant Slaughter run the WrestleMania Eight? That would have been and some... drop the title to March. That would have been crazy, right there. Or do, or drop the title to Flair. That would have been something. Just hold that title down. Yeah. Because yeah, another one, year and drop the shit to Flair. It would have been different. Now, granted, they may say, "Oh, well, the the the, the business." Would have dropped because nah. Hogan wasn't on top. Nah. Slaughter's on top as Imagine the champion or whatever. Imagine not even Hogan can beat this. You know Hogan's on his way out. You knew he was mm-hmm. talking his way out. The retirement match was coming the next year, which yep. was which was wasn't good mm-hmm. or this that and the other. But let's really think about that. Imagine him dropping the belt to Flair, not Mach, not Mach dropping it to Flair. Him dr- no, it was Flair dropped it to Mach, right? Yeah, Flair dropped it to March. So imagine Slaughter Mach dropping the belt to to, 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 to March. Or, imagine that. I mean, Slaughter dropping about the Flair, you mean? No, yeah, Flair, or even better, 
him dropping at the Macho Man and said, this is for my friend. Let me not do that. Let me not do that. Yeah, That's yeah, bad yeah. acting. You know, Saying this is for my friend. This is for this. The mega powers will always live on, no matter what's being said. But you don't disrespect my country and this, that, and the that other. That would have been great. Imagine Mach coming out with the with, with the, the red, white, and blue with tights. the red, white, and blue you know, tights. Miss Elizabeth you know, holding it, the flag. Mm -hmm. You know what that would have been if you had just kept the belt on him for a year and a half. That would have been great. That That's just my booking. My my train of thought of that would have been. I think that would have been great. But however, like I said, I'm, I was just disappointed in the finish of the match, and I mm. just think that. The Vince saw the vision, but he should have just kept on with it. He could have did so much because then not only that, you could have positioned Jim Duggan to get an opportunity even if he doesn't WWE get championship. Yeah, even if he doesn't get a win, even if he doesn't get the win. See, you could have set Jim Duggan up mm -hmm. going into SummerSlam, getting the crack at the title, and then him taking the L, him 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 taking the taking the pin, right, and then moving it forward. Then you could probably set up the bulldog, the challenge for the belt. Have him drop the L. Then you could have probably had um, so much. You could have had him say, "Yo, I've taken down America. I've taken down the British. I've taken down this. I've taken down that." And have Macho Man come out and say, "But you haven't taken down me, and America's right. still great." Maybe have him beat a Canadian. Like, get, feed him, feed him Brett in a test run. You right. know what I mean? You, there the, was so much. You you had the international talent there. Exactly. Yeah, and they could have did so much. Hell, they could have even do him. They could have even fed him Steamboat or they Nikolai. Exactly. They could have fed him Nikolai. Had like Russia even stepping in. Right. Like I, he could have had these promos. I've defeated the Cold War. I've de defeated the Canadian Front. I've defeated mm -hmm. this, that, and the other. I've defeated your British embassies. Your, your this, your that. Exactly. I've de defeated the world, and here comes Macho Man. You could even have put Hogan in his corner. That would have worked. That could have worked. Think, guys, that could have been something. Imagine big. Hogan delivering that leg drop and then Macho Man Macho coming with, with the elbow. that elbow. Yep, that would have been, that would put it over the top. And that match. <sighs> Talk about taken, me and a DeLorean. And that match could have taken place at Survivor Series. And that would have been something huge. Right. Or it could have took place at Mania and it been larger. Exactly. Have Hogan come out after his retirement thing. And he goes, I had to do this one last thing, not only for myself, but for America and mm -hmm. the Macho Man. Exactly. You know how big that would have been? Then he could have really drop, passed. Elbow, mm -hmm. one, two, three. He really could have truly passed the torch to Macho. That would have been the greatest case. tour. And it would have been the return of the favor of Mach giving the belt back to him. Exactly. The next <sighs> one. What's the, what number are we at? Seven? We're at, um, actually, that was that number little, seven. Now we're at six. That got a little personal for yeah, us right there. Yeah. You know, because I like Slaughter. That's, I do too. That's an order of French fries. And um, I had a, I had his GI Joe. Can't get mad at that. Exactly. Beefcake versus the Honky Tonk Man. WrestleMania four for the Intercontinental Title. I don't think Beefcake should have ever entered the WrestleMania. I don't think he. I think, as we talked, he should be at catering. Yeah. Asking, did you guys get the ham? Yeah. 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 I think so. You know. Uh, and maybe give you a trim along the way. Give is you a it, shape up. Isn't it funny how Beefcake's best gimmick? Was the one where he didn't need a mic when he was the acolyte? Yeah, or the, or the disciple. The disciple, excuse me. There you go, with the disciple. That is yeah. one of his best gimmicks, but keep going. I think that in this particular case with the honky-tonk man, granted it was a DQ finish for Beefcake to win um, the match, mm -hmm. but it was, in a way, sweet retribution for Honky to retain the title. Right. And, and to walk out of Mania, but it was just a subpar match. It was just bullshit, you know, and mm. I think that to a degree. And Hunky Tonk Man is a phenomenal wrestler. At that point, yeah, he was, he was the he man. He was a show stiller. Yeah. I think that Honky should have 
had a better challenger for he that He should have lobbied. But I think he caught his WrestleMania payday and kept on moving. Right. So the next one, number five. And this is I mean, number my, my number five. Ricky Steamboat versus... Nigga threw Ricky Steamboat on there. Playboy Buddy Rose, WrestleMania 1. Flagrant foul. How dare the WWE disrespect Ricky Steamboat in this manner? Now, you this just is... get him from Crockett. This man, U.S. champion, Mid-Atlantic champion, tag team champion. Uh, Can we throw an audible in here real fast? Go right from ahead. The last, from, from the earlier in the week episode? Mm-hmm. As a real honorable mention, Steamboat versus Jericho. You damn the right. The back end of that match you, deserved to be you, in one of the top you damn, ten. You the damn top right. Top ten on honorable mention. You damn right. That's I know right. this from last week, and I know I would throw in an audible. I'm just sorry. I didn't mean to do that on top of your top ten. I just realized Steamboat, when you mention that, it makes me realize a 60-year-old Steamboat shut shit down with, with Jericho. On Jericho. On that triple, on that, uh, that, that gauntlet yeah, style that match. Yeah, that gauntlet match. Exactly. You know what I mean? But Playboy Buddy Rose... For those of you who don't know, he mm. was the executioner. He just did a big show in um, Portland, Oregon, because he was a big star out there in Portland, Oregon. They flew him in to take on Steamboat at the last minute in this show. It was a crappy showing. Mm. Uh, everyone knew it was Playboy Buddy Rose because of the Playboy Buddy Rose on the shoes or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But it was a makeshift outfit he was in. I just thought that uh, Steamboat deserved much, much better. I think that they could have found uh, a heel. A, a top level heel in the respectfully, uh, respectfully in the mid card part in the mid card portion of the WWE's roster at that time to have him take on to have to have Steamboat wrestle against not Buddy Rose, not Buddy Rose. I agree. I can't disagree with you on that. You know. All right. What's your number four? Randy Savage versus George the Animal Steel for the Intercontinental Title. George the Animal Steel should not even be in a ring with Randy. To be honest with you, because that's an insult to Randy, and I have nothing against George Still. Right. I think his gimmick was great, but in reality, you never sacrifice Randy, um, not Orton. You never Randy sacrifice Savage. Randy Savage at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. He should never be sacrificed in any match. At Re- he should be one of the most thought of people mm-hmm. on the card. Exactly. Now, granted, uh, George won on the count out or well, whatever. WrestleMania case, was this? Three? This was WrestleMania two. Two. Okay. WrestleMania two. Which part of which part of the state? This was, that was in three states. This was in, um, I think it was Chicago. Okay. I think it was in Chicago after the Battle Royal, or before that battle, before the Battle Royal, or after the Battle Royal. But I think it was in Chicago. Okay. Okay. Um, it it just it didn't make any sense. It's really funny how WrestleMania Vince, two didn't make no fucking sense. Period. It should have been in one place, but also. Didn't when Vince did the Raw twenty five between the Manhattan Center? That didn't make no fucking sense. Did he either. not learn his lesson from WrestleMania? Listen, sometimes bigger isn't always fucking better. And how about you just had the bitch at a regular building? Fuck the Manhattan Center. Exactly, it can barely hold the lighting up anymore. Ex- right, but keep going. You know, so that's my take on that one. That was just a waste of time. Uh, it, it just made no sense at, at all right. for Savage and Steel to be at it in this match. Number two. And even though these two are like my favorite guys, mm. but I just think that this was a five finger stinker. It was, Bossman versus Kurt Henning for the Intercontinental Title in WrestleMania. Mix match, two mix match. I don't think they ever had a good match. This miss, this a mix match, and I don't understand how you didn't put this match out on the road for at least two months, right? 
Two, which, what they should be doing is putting matches on the road two to three months prior before. To test them out and to see how the fans will and react. And then separate it for two, three months and then send them into Mania. Remember, mm-hmm. they did that with Hogan and Flair. Why wasn't you doing that with every? Or did they shut it down on all those shows and by the time they got the Mania, they just didn't have the momentum I don't or know. something like that? I don't, I don't know, man. But I just think that, one, I think it was too little too late to start a babyface championship run for the boss man. At the height of his babyface run, or the or the mid portion of his height of his run, it was too late. I would have thought agree. that perhaps maybe you'd have given Boss Man an opportunity at that belt down the road. Like, see, like I could have seen maybe Boss Man beating uh, 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 another member of the Heenan family to get that title, right. but not Mister Perfect, right? Because right. everyone knew that going into this contest, that this was going to lead into him and Kerry Von Erich. For that Intercontinental Championship. It was a waste of time for Mr. Perfect and a waste of time for the boss man. Gotcha. All right. Uh, number two. WrestleMania five, Roddy Piper versus Bad News Brown. Can't argue with it. You know what? As an adult, as an adult, that bothers me. It's it has I don't think Ric Flair is racist. Uh, not Ric Flair, you hear me? Piper. I don't think Piper's racist, but there's also another piece of footage out there. When uh, that wrestler's talking about big old, don't trust no one, no big old lips and big old this. And Piper's standing right there. Doing that shit. And he's at his quietest. And it's like, you just co-signed that whole shit. Mm-hmm. So, though I am a Piper supporter, I've always had like that one eye. Like, I don't know what he really thinks. But that black and brown shit bothered me as a kid. You know, now, of course, there's the story about Andre and Arnold Skolin messing around with the formula to get the the, the, the the black paint off of him and all kind of whatnot. Funny story, funny-ass rib, because that's what they do backstage. But um, neither man gave had, had wanted to give each other the rub in this match. So It was definitely two negatives against yeah, each other so in the it, ring. So yeah. when you got two negatives, you're not going to get anything good out of it. So the match was just, like, piss poor. So that's just my opinion as far as like Brown and um Piper. I mean Piper, great talker, great fighter. Not uh, always had the, some of the greatest matches. Right, definitely. and and a, and a great draw inside the ring. Bad news, Brown. He, he can sell a building. Not a talker, pretty good fighter, but just wouldn't see eye. They did not see eye to eye. Right. You know, and I guess that's just Brown's um at the time, me rest in peace. That's just Brown's attitude about how he felt and how he saw things. Are there in the any? I think like there's like a one or two shoot interviews. Yes, with him, right? and Brown talks about how he thinks that Piper was racist and that Vince McMahon was racist for allowing this shit to take place. That, you gotta, like I said in another episode, the business of wrestling, the entertainment of wrestling is all cultures, but the business of it is white. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those moments where you go, "Damn, Vince." Damn. But whatever. It was what it was. Okay. And what's your number one? Naturally, it's going to be Sid versus Hulk Hogan. That was a weird one. Clusterfuck mania. The match made no sense. So this was Hogan's last hurrah in 1991. He's going out on the, on, on the limb. There's all this shit coming about. And they're trying to do this thing with Sid. They make Sid the number one guy, but it didn't work. They put him in there with Harvey Whippleman as his manager. You bring in the Godfather, excuse me, Papa Shango. At the time. At right. the time to come out. Yeah, there was too match. many gimmicks. And then you had then, Ultimate Warrior comes out. Yeah. And people think, you know, my mom's 
years later says something real crazy to me. When people were talking about, I was watching something. She happened to be listening. I was like around 17. I took maybe 18, 16. Talking about the fake Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. And my mom says something so unique that only a woman would notice. And she goes, well, that's stupid. She's not a wrestler fan. She goes, Ultimate Warrior is one of the only men I white one one of the only men I seen on TV with no pigmentation around his nipples. Wouldn't it take a woman to notice something like that? Fucking right. Wow. So I went back and looked, and I said, "Wait a second. He has no pigmentation around his nipples. He had a singlet on. But even later on, when it came off, and his chest does half of it does come exposed." That's what it was. He just yeah. was a little bit smaller. He was taking a different format of HGH at mm-hmm. the time. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he was on it. Right, right. And But when she said that, even your face just now, when I told that to you, you, you pause and you go, holy shit, damn, that made fucking sense. On the areola area, there's no pigmentation where it would normally be for most people. He doesn't. Ha- it doesn't exist. Let me look up Ultimate Warrior. But overall, just this match in itself, nobody um, wanted to- We're looking to s- at men's nipples, people. Well, he's, yeah. Um, no one gave a damn about Sid and Hogan at WrestleMania. I think that when you it had- It looked good a, on paper, but right. when it took place. Everybody wanted to see Hogan versus Flair, but that shit didn't work. Mm-hmm. So they went with Macho and Flair. That worked. Everyone was, had their eyes on Brett and Piper. That made sense. Right. You know what I mean? And hell, even- Jake Roberts and Undertaker, their first meeting. People had their eyes on that. Mm-hmm. No one gave a damn about Hogan and Sid. Nobody wanted to see the Hulk Hogan light, and no one wanted to see the tired old Hulk Hogan. Yeah. He had won a self-drive, which affected WrestleMania 9 eventually. Um, honorable mentions? Got three. But if you only got two, then it's, it's take two. Okay, first one. Roman Reigns and his title match victories or title matches at WrestleMania back to back. Pick which one. Okay. Na- narrow it down um, to one. Reigns versus um, Brock Lesnar won for, right. the, for the WWF I title. Agree. WWE title. Hold on. Reigns versus the Brock Lesnar won was actually a decent match. Brock, he got wrecked. Remember, Brock won that match. No, that's the one that Seth Rollins won. Right, but it, yeah, okay, so it came in later. But still, that that particular match was phenomenal. Okay. We got to remember, when Brock was wrecking niggas at that point, yeah. it was a good wrecking. Okay. What you call it. That's for me, personally. Well, that's for you, away. right? But for me, I, I personally didn't like it, you know, because it's, it's Roman Reigns. Um, no offense, but it's that's just what right. it was. And the second one was against Triple H, and Triple H carried him. Right. That's when Vince got him over. Wasn't it, it crazy? Yeah. Uh, the second one? Uh, Oscar versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Championship. I don't know. They kind of had the best match. It was the best match, but it was also a stupid, hokey finish that you let Charlotte Flair, who had, by the way, an undefeated streak at WrestleMania. That they should have never got rid of. I mean, a a pay-per-view streak, excuse me. A pay-per-view streak that Charlotte Flair was on, they wanted to push that just to put an end to Oscar's undefeated streak, which has been going on for damn near two years. They could have kept it going to this day, and maybe Oscar would have more build-up going into exactly. WrestleMania. So but it's they like, cooled the Jets on her pretty exactly. bad. Exactly. So, I, I mean, personally, I, I just despise that match. Right, right. 
And this one is a tough one. But I'm going to say lack of intercontinental title defenses at the early to mid-2000s at WrestleMania. Nah, you see, you, see, you, you, you always convolute it. You got to be very specific. Has to be one match, one this, one that. You get what I'm saying? But you know why I said that? Because there was no intercontinental title matches. And at, at some point, it wasn't needed because those guys wasn't putting that belt up. Yeah. So do you, do you got an official third match? My official third match will be The Rock versus Cena 2 for the championship. Did they do it too? Yes. Oh, see. I thought it was just one. They say first time ever and then the rematch for the title. Right. They took the title off of Punk, put it on The Rock so that The Rock can put you it know on what? Cena. As bitchy as Punk really is in real life, I'm glad they took that belt off of Punk. I don't need no fuckboy in the middle of my ring doing business. I need businessmen in the middle of my ring doing business. Let's be honest. Back in the days when we was in the indie market, Mm-hmm. Very early thousands, right before this whole internet wave, when mm-hmm. you had to take your cat, your videotapes down to the public access. Yes, a motherfucker like CM Punk wouldn't last in those locker rooms we were in. Not with me. Mm. At least not with me. I wasn't tolerating no, no. I was about to say the wrong term. I was gonna turn tolerate no sissy boy shit. Okay, bitching, whining, complaining. How about this? What if you're really not good enough to be in the main event? What if what if Vince just doesn't fuck with you because your attitude was nasty, mm-hmm. which we start to learn, yeah, years later that you just got a nasty fucking attitude and you chew Jericho and Edge out for watching a fucking hockey match during a pay per view when they were not wrestling, and oh, you catch man, an I attitude. Didn't, I didn't with even them. know that part. I didn't even know that. I can understand. Uh, I can understand the the, the gripe about the. Uh, Part-time wrestlers coming in and taking spots. I could understand the, um, you know, these other things, but 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 looking, sad but looking to say, at the circumstance, the booking, been, you know what? The ratings been down since you was fucking champions. Not my fault. I gotta call fucking Rock out of Hollywood and hope that he doesn't have insurance on him mm-hmm. during the films to come save my shit. Not my fault that John Cena was still selling to the kids. Yeah, you might have sold merchandise, but are you selling out the tickets? Is the bite rate going up? So maybe he doesn't know his bitch assness, and because he's a fucking last generation emo, what is this nigga a generation Xer? That's our weaknesses, ladies and gentlemen. The millennials got the social justice warriors, but we had the emos. Yeah. CM Punk, the Jew from California, from Chicago. Chick Magnet Punk. I didn't know he was Jewish. I didn't I know that. So no, he's not. He's atheist. He has no theological background. No, no I'm theological talking about like his parents might be. The Brooks? No, I don't think so. Is Brooks a Jewish name? I don't think so. No. He said one time, like, I'm just a Jewish guy. Some weird shit he you said. You sure that wasn't Cabana? Nah, this was a separate interview with Andre Hawaii from um, the UFC. Don't quote me on that, but it was something major about that that he said, and I said, what? Anyway, fuck CM Punk. Anyway, so- Fill up Jack Brooks. Go jack off in the back of your AJ Lee's book or some shit like that. So, Diedrich, now let's get into your uh, top Top 10 worst WrestleMania matches. All right. And your three honorable mentions. Um... Last time I did this, I went in the time machine and labeled 
uh, Rusev's wife, the worst female wrestler ever. Okay. Who's the worst female wrestler ever now? Rusev's wife. Um, oh, okay. I'm going to go into DeLorean. I'm hitting 88 miles per hour. Okay. My original joke was the whole WrestleMania 35 card. But I'm not going to do that. Okay. You went into the future. I went into the future. Okay, so but now you're coming back. But my official worst match, number 10, at WrestleMania will be, will be. Okay. Let me go back to the card. Will most likely be Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Being honest with you, I have to go into a future machine for that one because that is just written on the wall. Not even for bathroom breaks, ladies and gentlemen. No. Not even if, the goal. If, if I'm at WrestleMania and Barry Corbin comes back, I stand up and piss right behind the seat of the person I'm standing next to. Damn. I will just want to You know what fans my- should do when Barry Corbin come out? Stand up and turn their back. Oh, shit. And not look at him while he performs. What do they call him? Uh, a dumpster fire? Dumpster fire. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Moving forward. Uh, WrestleMania 15. I hate to do this to him. Boss Man versus The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell. Oh, you motherfucker. I, <laughs> that was, what that I was, was a dirty fucking match. It that was, was it was. And, and that was. The hanging, the lynching. Yeah. The yeah, this. Yeah. I, I think Hell in a Cell's at WrestleMania are bad luck matches. Okay. I don't think Wrestle. I, think, I don't think a cell should be nowhere. I don't think cages and cells should be nowhere near WrestleMania. Yeah. It should be straight the match and the match only. Okay. So what makes this match besides the fact that the hanging and did you see the, the match? Yeah, I saw, I saw oh, the match. Oh, you did from from Bell from the moment they walked out. It was a piece of crap, you know. Undertaker's I, I, gimmick looked crazy. His his outfit looked crazy. The pony, the double ponytail with the sharp beard looked crazy. This is before he leaned leaned into the American badass. I think Taker was folding it in. I think Boss Man was happy to be on the card. Um. And I like Boss Man at this point. I liked when he was donning the own black and it was like that Vince McMahon's uh, security, right. private security. I thought that was fucking dope. Yeah. Um, it was at that weird corporate ministry stage that we didn't need. Yeah. So it was just a combination of a lot going on and I don't fuck with it. I just think it's, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's a homeless man's dick in a coffee cup floating around at the, on the East River that I would never drink. <laughs> Like, you got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, this quip right here that you just heard, I just saw it in my brain right now. Yeah, I get that from Will Farrell when he says stuff <laughs> and it becomes visual. I start, I don't know. I started doing yeah, it since like, then. It's like, but it's it, it's like watching three hobos fuck under the bridge and you know it smells bad, but you can't stop looking because you're shocked that three drunken hobos, homeless men are fucking under a bridge and you're just waiting for the finish. And when even though there's going to be a finish, it relates to it being Boss Man versus Taker, WrestleMania 15. Take me now. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just want to die right now. <laughs> These niggas, it was just watching them two, was watching three homeless men fuck under the Brooklyn Bridge. The water, you hear the sounds of the water, you're standing there. And one homeless man just locks eyes with you as he's stroking the other dirty bum. And it's disgusting, but you got to watch it to the end. 
because life has been so rough to you oh, that you have no other option but to watch know, this know, sad dumpster cocksucking I don't know how to call bum fire. I don't know how to call that one. And then you just watch this bum just walk away. But it is what it is. <laughs> with his pride in his hand, because at least he got a nut. It's frightening. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> and, three of them. Anyway. Just three of them. Number seven. Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar with Steve Austin as, res- uh, uh, as referee at WrestleMania 20. Simply because this was phoned in. Both men wanted to leave. It's just as simple as that. Yeah, it was a waste of time. Um, I'm not even going to spend long talking about it. Right. Um, I know this is going to be a little bit fucked up. But for the WWF Championship... And we didn't have a lot of world titles in this, in both of ours, but I have to put, throw this in there. WWF Championship at the time, slash WWE. Champion, Diesel versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 11. Yeah. And Shawn Michaels botching his powerbomb on purpose because he mad he wasn't taking the title. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels folded in in a bit of jealousy, and if that was your man's, you would give him the best work you can. B-I- Have you ever seen that powerball? He landed T-C-H. on his feet and did yes. his body. Yes. That he was a straight fuck boy for that. That was a bitch move, Shawn and, Michaels. And Shawn really. Michaels, your coke. The bl- I'm a blame it on your coke days, but I'm a blame it on you just being a jealous fuck and not being able or being capable to just give him the best powerball possible. And even Kevin Nash mentions that in the shoot interview. He could have yeah. did that with his eyes closed, but you know, you Baron Corbin the match. Dumpster fire. And that's why you're bald now, because, you know, I guess God don't like ugly. You know, because you pray to, you know, you dumpster fire ass wrestler at that moment. I just thought that was, you ever, you ever rewatch that match and then you get to that power bomb and you're like, yo, what the fuck went down? I I just wrestled each other 10 times. But I I just like what happened the night after. That's all. Yeah. What what happened the night after? Oh, that's when um, Sid turned on him, power bombed him. Right. You took that power bomb. Yeah. Almost broke your arm, but still, you took that power bomb, but exactly. you couldn't take that your, your, your own right hand man's power bomb. Yeah, I would have told him, "Yo, give me three of them," mm-hmm. you know, and then for the insult. But that was just so violent, and Nash just took it on the chin, mind you. In WrestleMania 13, Nash power bombs the Taker, and it's a perfect sell. Did it so good that him and the Taker, without speaking, agreed to have it done again because the people wanted an encore power bomb. Exactly. So I don't. What's the excuse? You know what I'm saying? So. WrestleMania, if you get a chance, watch WrestleMania 11. Uh, I think that's when they had a female in every corner. They had the two. They had a. Yes, when they had um, Jenny McCarthy and uh, Pamela Anderson. Boy, did Pamela Anderson not age well. Syphilis. <laughs> Does she have syphilis? Uh, no. Oh, but, allegedly, uh, she allegedly, she has syphilis. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It'll do it to you. I'm going to say this as a joke because I got on Mark for saying this, but I'm going to say the whole number five, WrestleMania 9 in total, but in reality, specifically, specifically, Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. Thank you One very of much. The I'm glad, you, matches I'm, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because that of, was the worst fucking Yeah, he show came out with a fucking show. hawk. The whole card it was, is hard. It was horrible. a vulture. It was a vulture. A vulture. He came out with a vulture. And shit like that. First of all, who the fuck tames a vulture? You can do it. You I can do it. Not, well, shit, not me. Yeah, not me. I'm not even trying to fuck with one. Exactly. But um, you smell them things. That match was just horrible. Giant Gonzalez didn't belong in the business. Did you smell that thing? Yeah, I don't even. I think they was just. I'm there. talking about Gonzalez's suit. 
probably. I, I, let me say, you know what? I'm not going to say he was a dirty person, but you know what I will say is that he just didn't belong in the wrestling business. No. This is this is like Yao Ming playing for the the Houston Rockets. You just got a guy who can dunk, but he really has no talent, no skill, right. no drive. Was there ever a great Giant Gonzalez match? No. There you go. Um, not even as El Gigante, but that's besides right. The that's point. besides the point. I hate to put this man on this match, but I felt they sacrificed him. At number four, Ultimate Warrior versus Randy Savage, retirement match. I thought that was fucked up, Elizabeth. You, you don't sacrifice Randy. You don't, and he wasn't that he. It wasn't that he wasn't capable. Vince just didn't want him in the ring anymore. Yeah, and he put him on announcing, and I think that was the beginning of. That broken relationship or allegedly him smashing his daughter as revenge. Who knows? Allegedly. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. I don't think Randy, because Randy Savage shows up in WCW and puts on some of the best matches later on with Mm -hmm. everybody, especially DDP. Yep. And especially Goldberg or them. He really set the tone, and Macho Man went on to have some of the greatest matches of his career right. in WCW outside of the WWE. Mm-hmm. So I really feel that's kind of fucked up. And that they sacrificed him and Vince, I think that's where their relationship broke up. But because I think Vince didn't have confidence yeah. in Mach moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I understand that you're moving the new guys in, but you should have used Mach to groom. You know, imagine if we would have got Mach versus Shawn Michaels out of WrestleMania. Exactly. Or Macho Man versus Bret Hart. Right. Imagine those matches. You or, know do, what I'm or, or do another or do another one with him and DiBiase. At when he was still capable of going, because exactly. he was still going at the time, so that just you know that's a hurt feeling match yeah. for me. Um, moving forward, my number three, it is I think it was one of yours. I don't remember what your number was, but it was Roddy Piper versus Bad New Browns, mm-hmm. and it was a double count out. Like you said, they both didn't want to do business, and I just felt as a child I felt insulted at what I saw because you knew Ric Flair. I, I think I, that's when I started to understand people laughing at you and not, and with, not you. with you. Yeah. Um, and you spoke very clearly on that, and I'm just going to double-take every word that you said. All right. Um, the other one is the Hart Foundation, WrestleMania Six versus the Bolushkis. How do you say that? The Bolsheviks? Name? Yeah, the Bolsheviks. <laughs> the Bolsheviks. <laughs> yeah, right? The Bolsheviks. The yeah. yeah. No. How do you say it? How do you say it? The Bolsheviks. I actually watched this match to make sure I wanted to hate on it. And they that should have never happened. It was a short match. Yeah. I wasn't with it. And um not only that, I think that um it was a poor display of uh both Jim and Brett's abilities inside that ring. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the, Brett and, was still learning his getting his confidence yeah. in front of a large audience. And this was his and this was the Hart Foundation's first babyface match in the history of the WWE on pay per view. Yeah. Um, and my number one is because it should have never happened in WWE. Adrian Adonis pins Uncle Elmer, WrestleMania two. What? <laughs> Hold up. Yeah, you forgot that. You know, in the annals of time, I think some matches should never be. I always in, pull out in, the bullshit in, in, in the uh, in the history of, of of mindsets and shit, but. I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, but I'm glad you. I'm glad you pulled that one out because yeah, I would have never thought about that WrestleMania one. WrestleMania too. That was I, I happened to be watching it weeks ago, and that's what gave me the idea to do the ten best and ten worst. Oh, got you. And I, you. I was like, huh, that's so fucking trash. Wow. Um, I'm receiving. I'm sorry. I put the audio on. That's insane. 
I'm still stuck on the other one. But um, we ain't putting no respect on none of these names. Yeah. Um. So let me give you my honorable mentions. Your honorable mentions. And you got three. Undertaker versus King Kong Bundy. Okay. I know the man just died, but fuck him on this on fuck him on the tombstone he laid he, he's laid down on on that one. Okay. All right. That was a horrible match. It Again, was. I don't think like you brought up Undertaker. You discover later that the smaller guys are for him. Mm-hmm. Or but King Kong Bundy, I think he was past his prime, and it was just over for him. Yes. At that moment, you know, great wrestler has a great career. He should have been a WWF champion. Mm-hmm. He should he should have walked into WrestleMania two as the champion. Yeah, or walk out of WrestleMania two as the champion. Well, Hogan was hot, so I say walk yeah. in as and then come out the cage with the title. Um, that was me as I go back years, as I went back in my older age to look at. That's when I realized cages don't belong at Mania. Nah, they sure um, so don't. Earthquake versus Adam Bomb, WrestleMania ten. Yeah, Adam Bomb has had an unfortunate career. Great, great look, great body. Mm-hmm. Had he had a decent skill set, but I don't think he ever caught his stride, no matter where he nah. went. Um, and my honorable mention. Your number one honorable mention? For the WWF Championship, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant, WrestleMania 3. Uh, now, Andre can't wrestle. You know my opinion about that. My opinion on that is on the same page as yours. And I'll say it again. If anybody, any of our listeners that choose to want to see some really good Hogan-Andre matches, go beyond WrestleMania 3, go back. And I, 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 can give, I can give you some years. I can give you some times. I can give no, you some events. I hear you. But this match, WrestleMania 3, was the worst. That's why I put that as like the two both that one and WrestleMania four as well. Actually, worst. I I, re, I wrote that down on what you call. You put only WrestleMania four as the worst. You never I, said I had three. To sele- I had to select yeah, it. Right, right. But I mean, I'm just saying overall. So to me, all their matches are horrible. I think every Andre the Giant match is horrible. He was a phenomenal presentation, but let's be for real. What did you really get out of him? I've I've stepping on people, landing on people, tripping throwing people. them over the head, tripping them, smacking them. You don't get a good if Andre the Giant and his body was horrible no matter what period. If Andre the Giant had big show skill set, he might he would be bar none. The best and the greatest of all time. Even though they tout him as the greatest of all time, the greatest attraction of all time. He's definitely the greatest attraction of all time. And I'll never take that away. Mm-hmm. I just feel that this this guy, you know, you, you never seen human beings that big on TV before. Shea Stadium. Yeah, I they know, had a just, great match at Shea Stadium. I think that was trash too. They've had great matches at Budokan and Kurikan Hall. But how can you have great matches when your five moves are stepping on a guy, throwing them over your shoulder, whipping their hair down, and that's it? What we're looking at is the what we're looking at is the if you take Andre the Giant and put him in front of this generation of wrestling fans, like, who the fuck is that? Not only who the fuck is that, they'll laugh at him. What made Andre the Giant great was the lack of television mm-hmm. and the lack of seeing human beings like that presented on TV. Right. So when he showed up, it was, oh, my God, here's this giant. Now we see these giants all on TV. There's documentaries about them, surgeries mm-hmm. about them, yep. heart this, heart that, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. So I can't argue with you on the fact that 
that he was larger than life. The argument that I'm making is he's never had a good wrestling match. And if he did, it was very in the beginning of his career when his body wasn't given out. But his body was one of his worst things that ever happened to him. His, the, 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 his body falling apart. Mm-hmm. And he walked into WrestleMania 3 not really capable of doing that match. No, he wasn't. You know, and thank God Hulk Hogan had the mindset to write the whole match down on paper mm-hmm. and Andre to follow that 11 or 12 minutes yeah. because it works out great. This is where, again, Hulk Hogan cre- created the transcending mm-hmm. of it. You know, you, 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 Brock Lesnar can be, if he was out in the late 70s, early 80s, Brock he Lesnar would be an attraction. He would be, he would be, he would have surpassed Andre the Giant because he was larger yeah. than fucking life. He would, would, at that time, he would have given Hogan a run for his money back then. I think that, um. He would have been the great, Hogan's greatest hill. He also would, he also would have been Harley Race's greatest foil too. You know, Brock is Psycho Sid done right. Couldn't have said it better. Brock is literally psycho is is a second gen psycho said done right. Yeah. If you had to go back in the cloning books and re, re rebuild and reshoot, I just wish Brock would put tights back on, and yeah. not the MMA trunks and knee pads. But in reality, um, that's what he is. Right. And he he's Sid two point but he's Sid done right. Mm-hmm. And if Sid would just been been quiet and had a promo man like Paul Heyman. Yep. Or a promo man like Bobby Heenan. I think we go to that so much more out of Sid and where to go with him. Yeah. But that's all that's my honorable mentions. We thank you guys so much for spending the last uh fifty minutes with us. Word, man. As we brought to you the ten worst. Um coming up later, we are going to fantasy book WrestleMania with mm-hmm. only the current WWE rosters. Nobody in the current developmental system that's right. just training. No one who's signing in, just everyone who's officially there on TVs. And we're talking about Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live, and catering. No catering, but catering. <laughs> no, but um, and then we are going to be talking about the career of Kurt Angle. Right. Um, Just, you know, what he's been through coming into it, some of his matches, but really yeah. about the career and what this last match really means to Kurt Angle and mm-hmm. why Baron Corbin should not be in the middle of that. Exactly. Also, we're going to be talking about, in the next coming weeks, the effect after WrestleMania, we'll be talking about the effect of black wrestlers in the business and the meaning of that, which we touched on earlier in the week mm-hmm. in episode number 45 right? about how we felt about that. And then it comes down to... Excuse me. And then we also will be talking about who we think is going to win the, our predictions match right? for WrestleMania. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is our gimmick episode. I forget the number of this gimmick episode, but it's episode 47. Gimmick episode, it'll be in the title. <laughs> and just remember, the subtitle will probably be, we ain't putting no respect on their name. Yeah, I'll put something like that up there. Why not? You know what I mean? So that no, no fucks given episode. Exactly. Um, this is like the I, I like to call it, don't stop till you s- see the uh, something right. but um, I can't think of it right now but anyway right. Dietrich I had a blast yeah, we knocking this workout man so if we had more time I would say let's knock out another one but we gotta we gotta, we, we you got, got stuff, stuff you definitely got stuff got you gotta stuff do to tonight do, I got stuff I gotta do so we will definitely touch base and make everything a reality we thank you guys for uh, being patient with us not being 
uh, taking care of some business. We'll yeah, make man. sure that you will permanently get your weekly content. A lot of our margins had to be readjusted. A lot of things we had to get done behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to leave you people as we close out. Just, you know, I don't want no one's heart unbroken. I don't want... <sighs> Wrestling is a very special thing. God damn it. It sure is. And I don't want wrestling to unbreak my heart. I want it to unbreak my heart. But not with dumpster fires. I'm tired of wrestling hurting me. I'm tired of wrestling breaking me spiritually. I'm tired of... Hold on for a second. I'm tired of... I'm tired of wrestling putting me in an emotional standpoint. I'm tired of the business bending me over and fucking me like three hobos on the bridge. Uh, I'm tired of Baron Corbin getting nine minutes of TV time on a three-hour show. I'm tired of Vince McMahon and his politics. I just want to leave this song on a nice closeout. Mark, I thank you. We're going to let this song just rock out for the rest of the remaining of this episode. Have a good one, Mark. Oh, <laughs>